Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Tuesday, August 9th. U.S. stocks ended the day lower as the markets awaited tomorrow's start of a flood of July inflation data. A higher-than-expected inflation read could signal to the markets that the Fed might remain aggressive with its monetary policy. In equity news, Micron Technology issued a warning regarding industry demand declines, Take-Two Interactive Software missed earnings expectations, and Novavax slashed its guidance. The economic calendar came in mixed as small business optimism improved modestly from multi-year lows, while second-quarter productivity continued to drop in line with expectations and unit labor costs remained severely elevated. Treasuries lost ground to lift yields and the U.S. dollar saw some pressure. Crude oil prices decreased while gold traded higher. Asia and Europe both closed out the day mixed as the markets tread with caution ahead of inflation data both in the U.S. and abroad. The Dow Jones Industrial Average decreased 58 points or 0.2% to 32,774. The S&P 500 Index went down 18 points or 0.4% to 4,122. And the Nasdaq Composite fell 151 points or 1.2% to 12,494. In moderate volume, 3.9 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 5.2 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil decreased $0.26 to $90.50 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price gained $6.20 to $1,811.40 per ounce, and the dollar index declined 0.1% to 106.36. In equity news on Tuesday, Micron Technology Incorporated, ticker symbol MU, fell after the memory chip company noted that industry demand for DRAM and NAND have declined, and after citing expectations of a challenging market environment for the fourth quarter of 2022 and the first quarter of 2023. The company noted macroeconomic factors and supply chain constraints, which has seen a broadening of customer inventory adjustments. Take-Two Interactive Software Incorporated, ticker symbol TTWO, reported adjusted fiscal first quarter earnings of $0.71 per share, below the $0.87 fact-set estimate as revenues rose 36% year-over-year to $1.1 billion, compared to the street's forecast of $1.2 billion. The video game publisher issued full-year earnings and bookings guidance that came in well below expectations, including that impact of its combination with Zynga. Shares of Take-Two closed lower. Novavax Incorporated, ticker symbol NVAX, announced a second quarter earnings per share loss of $6.63 compared to FactSet's estimate of a $5.54 profit. Total revenues were down 38% year-over-year to $186 million, noticeably lower than the $1 billion analyst estimate. The biotechnology company recognized a decrease in sales of its COVID-19 vaccines and higher inventory-related costs as less products were delivered than expected. The company cut its revenue guidance by almost half. Shares plummeted. The second quarter earnings season is heading down the home stretch, and of the 446 S&P 500 companies that have reported thus far, Roughly 63% have topped revenue forecasts, and approximately 75% have bested profit projections per data compiled by Bloomberg. Compared to last year, revenue growth is tracking to be up 14.9%, and earnings are 8.7% higher.
Schwab's chief investment strategist Lizanne Saunders discusses the market environment in her latest article titled Both Sides Now, Fed's Dueling Mandates. How July's hot jobs report will likely keep the Fed in a hawkish position, but key to watch moving forward is a continued softening in leading labor and inflation indicators. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders. Read all our market commentary on our Insights and Education page, and you can follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research. In economic news on Tuesday, the National Federation of Independent Business, or NFIB, Small Business Optimism Index for July increased to 89.9 from June's 89.5 level, where the Bloomberg consensus estimate called for it to remain. The index came off the lowest level since early 2013 and posted the sixth consecutive month below the 48-year average of 98, with small businesses noting the inflation was their single most important problem in operating their business, reaching the highest level since fourth quarter of 1979. The NFIB said, quote, The uncertainty in the small business sector is climbing again as owners continue to manage historic inflation, labor shortages, and supply chain disruptions. As we move into the second half of 2022, owners will continue to manage their businesses into a very uncertain future, end quote. Preliminary second quarter non-farm productivity fell by 4.6% on an annualized basis, in line with expectations, and following the upwardly revised 7.4% drop seen in the first quarter. Unit labor costs increased by 10.8%, above forecasts of a 9.5% rise. However, the figure decreased from the first quarter's upwardly adjusted 12.7% increase in unit labor costs. Treasuries finished lower and yields were mostly higher ahead of tomorrow's start of the July inflation picture developing. The markets continued to grapple with persisting inflation pressures that prompted last month's Fed monetary policy decision to raise its benchmark interest rate by 75 basis points for the second straight meeting, and the markets appear to take comments from Chairman Jerome Powell as less hawkish. However, FedSpeak last week suggested that a Fed pivot is not in the offing and more aggressive rate hikes could continue. The U.S. dollar is declining after last week's rebound, continuing to come off multi-decade highs. Schwab's chief fixed income strategist Kathy Jones discusses in her latest article titled The Strong Dollar, Can It Continue? How a trifecta of factors support the dollar, including the relatively strong performance of the U.S. economy, tightening monetary policy by the Federal Reserve, and safe haven buying. Kathy notes that these are likely to remain intact into 2023. You can follow Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Jones, and check out our latest edition of our Financial Decoder podcast titled, When Interest Rate Rises, What Should You Do With Bonds? Featuring Kathy Jones. The yield on the two-year Treasury note was up five basis points to 3.25%, The yield on the 10-year note increased 3 basis points to 2.79%, and the 30-year bond rate was unchanged at 3%. The highly anticipated first look at the July inflation landscape will come out on tomorrow's economic calendar. The Consumer Price Index, or CPI, is forecasted to show consumer prices rose 0.2% month-over-month compared to last month's 1.3% increase and were up 8.7% year-over-year below the prior month's 9.1% year-over-year rise. 
The CPI core rate, which excludes food and energy, is estimated to have gained 0.5% month-over-month and come in 6.1% higher year-over-year compared to last month's readings of 0.7% and 5.9%, respectively. We will also get the weekly report on mortgage applications for the week ended August 5th. A little after the opening bell, data will be released for June's final read on wholesale inventories, expected to remain at the forecasted 1.9% month-over-month rise, and wholesale trade sales, which is also expected to remain constant at a 0.5% month-over-month gain. In international news on Tuesday, European equities closed mixed as the markets appeared cautious ahead of tomorrow's key July U.S. inflation data, while also continuing to grapple with the economic and monetary policy implications of Friday's much stronger-than-expected U.S. July non-farm payroll report. The data seemed to intensify concerns about more aggressive monetary policies, while also easing concerns about a recession. Inflation has driven aggressive global tightening of monetary policies, but Schwab's chief global investment strategist Jeffrey Kleintop CFA notes in his article titled Shortages Have Led to Gluts, how inventory gluts have been bad news for the stocks of companies experiencing them, but could also be indicating an inflation peak, which tends to be an ingredient for market bottoms. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. In economic news, UK retail sales rose in July. The euro and British pound finished higher versus the US dollar, and bond yields in the eurozone and the UK ended the day higher. The UK FTSE 100 index was up 0.1%, Germany's DAX index dropped 1.1%, Italy's FTSE MIB index decreased 1%, France's CAC 40 index declined 0.5%, Spain's IBEX 35 index rose 0.5%, and Switzerland's Swiss market index traded 0.3% lower. Stocks in Asia finished mixed as the markets await some key inflation data beginning tomorrow out of the U.S., while also keeping an eye on heightened geopolitical tensions between the U.S. and China over Taiwan. Some Chinese economic data recently has shown improvement and eased economic concerns that have ramped up, exacerbated by China's COVID-induced lockdowns. Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop notes in his article titled China's yo-yo economy, that although an economic rebound in China is underway, according to government and private sector data, its economy and stock market may remain volatile. With the inflation data in the U.S. looming, monetary policies continue to be in focus as central banks out of the U.S., U.K., Australia, and India have all recently announced aggressive monetary policy tightening to try to fight persisting inflation pressures, but Japan and China have held off on moving down the tightening path. In light economic news, Australia's August consumer confidence deteriorated and the country's business sentiment for July also unexpectedly declined. Japan's Nikkei 225 index rose 0.3%, with the yen holding steady after recently softening as the U.S. dollar rallied on Friday's strong jobs report. The yen remains near multi-decade lows versus the U.S. amid a drop that began in March as the Fed and Bank of Japan diverged with their monetary policies. Japanese markets were bogged down by SoftBank Group Corporations, ticker symbol SFTBY, $23.4 billion net loss due to the sell-off in tech stocks during the quarter, which hampered its Vision Fund's portfolio holdings. China's Shanghai Composite Index increased 0.3%, but the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index dipped 0.2%. 
South Korea's Kospi index increased 0.4% and Australia's S&P ASX 200 index ticked 0.1% higher. Markets in India were closed for a holiday. Tomorrow's international economic calendar will likely be closely watched in Asia, with producer price index, or PPI, coming out of Japan and China releasing data on both CPI and PPI. Europe will also bring reports on inflation, most notably CPI from Germany. That concludes the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Tuesday, August 9th.